0: Following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM.
1: Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 here in the West Midlands and 105.1 if you're tuned in on Inspire FM to us this evening. We are live here on air. Uh, we are from our own home, so we are practicing what we are talking about this evening about the environment and reducing carbon carbon footprint and all the things that we can do. So we have taken that action ourselves this evening and not made that journey to the studio where we can do this online indeed and try and help the environment the bit we can. I have with me Joe Joe Hindley, as you as we mentioned in the first half of the show. You usually, know Joe as a midwife, and she comes on the show talking about home births, etc. But this evening, she has really given me so much knowledge, and I'm sure you also about the environment and the emergency we're sitting in right now, and how to change that, and and the statistics behind it, and and actually pondering over the break there and we had some conversations but also i was pondering and thinking about what you were saying i was saying that people would be depressed and people are they could be depressed listen about this and you were saying joe what were you saying to me
0: well i was saying absolutely and it's a completely normal um reaction and it's a necessary natural reaction when people wake up to the reality of the situation um, and people need to be um, supported with this, and to support each other. We need to talk. We need to share. We need to grieve because actually, it's a it's a state of grief that we are now living in, and we need we're grieving for our world, our home, and um, some people are grieving for it in a much more immediate state of loss, where they've experienced floods, as in Germany and ice in parts of iceland where the ice is melting and people don't have the ice in the way they had or whatever it is or their homes with the fire but you know even those of us living in birmingham who haven't been immediately affected by something very very severe weather and terrible we have are in touch with our fellow human beings. And even though we might not have it to the fore of our mind, we're aware of this sense of grief. And I was just saying that it wasn't a coincidence, I don't think, that um, with this gathering of medics that I was part of in London over the last fortnight, Doctors and Healthcare Professionals for Extinction Prevention rebellion, there was a high proportion of psychiatrists and psychologists who are part of it because they are meeting people whose mental health is being affected adversely by the severe situation we're living in. And that's the severe situation we're living in in terms of people struggling just with their daily lives because of the gross um, health inequalities we have as well. Um, and and also as then people wake up to climate grief or whatever you call it. I know for myself, when I first came in touch with this, um, this reality, uh, it was a couple of years ago. In fact, it was one of David Attenborough's programs that woke me up to it. And it was the footage that he showed of that. Um, in this, I think it was in I'm not quite sure I think it was in Australia where, where the temperature had risen with a really high heat wave and they were falling out of the tree and dying and these female bats were nursing their young so they had baby bats because they're mammals like us who were crying and it just really brought suddenly it made it real in a way that I was aware of all sorts of things but I just hadn't quite sort of clinched it and then when I had, I couldn't close my eyes or turn my brain off to it. And I remember feeling a sense, it was almost my first waking thought on waking up every morning thinking, my God, this is the real, um, this, is, this is terrible. And it reminded me of my first pregnancy when I had a miscarriage and I'd been wanting a baby for years and years, maybe 10 years, and I got pregnant and then I miscarried. And I remember then a similar sort of feeling when I first woke up in the morning thinking, my baby's died. And it's sort of, it is, it's a deep down belly grief, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we need to talk about it with each other. Yeah, you're a caller on the line. I see.
1: Oh, we have a caller on the line. Thank you. Gosh, you're, I'm so intrigued in what you're saying. I'm forgetting the messages here. Cowler, can you? Are you on the line? Can you hear us? Welcome. Yes, I can.
2: Family Hello, Jo How are you? Hi, lovely. You've joined us. Thank you. Thank you so much for this vital message. And I was just listening to you moments ago before you started the story uh, about David Attenborough's footage. But you just reminded me, and actually, sort of. Um, evoked feelings in me about how the climate has changed and you mentioned that we can't really feel it and see it in Birmingham but actually while I was growing up I wanted to share that while I was growing up winter was winter and summer Mm. was summer and if you actually reflect back on that the seasons have changed they're sort of like amalgamated into each other Um, and we don't really get the real summers that we used to get while I was growing up and I'm not going to disclose how old I am but that should (laughs) indicate Mm. how old I am you could actually still feel it here in Birmingham, um, the climate Mm -hmm. change. But my question really Mm -hmm. to you, Joe, is that, okay, somebody who's um, not even thought about this process of changing and being environmentally friendly, what are the small daily steps we can take? I know you probably mentioned you know, transport and things like that, you'll probably mention it later on in the program but what can we do on a daily basis, very, very small changes, um, uh, to actually start along this path of looking after our environment?
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely lovely lovely question and that's something we were just touching on Kathleen and I in the break thinking you know what can we do and and I think you know there are there are thousand, well lots and lots of lovely things that you can do and I think you know that's all part of a sort of Therapeutic process for individuals and then coming together as communities to do those things. And then we need to keep in frame the big things that government needs to do and put pressure on. So, you know, just starting with practical things, it's bringing to mindfulness every single thing that we do and how we live our lives Um, it's about thinking about where you choose to live and the location of the the school that you choose to send your children to how far if they can walk to school or the better if they can cycle and if you can avoid the car journeys and interestingly um, I've got a leaflet here actually which is published by Mums for Lungs which is um, talking about how you know if you do are driving that the air pollution can be three times higher inside your car than if you're outside the car walking or scooting or cycling um, and you know the devastating effects of air pollution on young people um, oh it counts for 64,000 deaths in the uk per year and um, and there's this um very very i mean she's not by any means alone but there's a girl who died in 2013 and um, she's you know we should have loads more but her mother campaigned that her she should have air pollution on her death certificate as cause of death she died of an asthma attack but um so thinking about our transport thinking about our choices when we go shopping thinking about the manufacturing process of goods that we buy how how carbon intensive has that process been how much packaging has what you're choosing to buy you've got Um can you buy locally can you buy from your own little shop round the corner how many sort of goods and stuff have you got churning away emitting you know high levels of um using up lots of electricity in your home do you have a massive great big freezer do you need all that freezer freezing food where you've got a shop around the corner you could pop around the corner for something frozen that they've got in their freezer already rather than having a freezer um do you use a tumble dryer can you hang your washing out on the line um, can you do your wash at 30 degrees instead of 40 degrees um, can you use washable nappies for your baby can you um breast you know obviously you know lots of women breastfeed and it's not always straightforward and easy for people but you know can you breastfeed and um, get support that you need to breastfeed uh, So it's thinking about all the twists and turns. If you're cooking a meal, can you leave out meat? Can you leave out the dairy? Uh, Can you choose to have um, meat-free Mondays? That's been a bit of a thing. Um, Choosing your clothes. Can you decide not to buy any more new clothes? Not to say you don't need any new clothes because you can buy old New old clothes that were in charity shops have such a fantastic lot of array of clothes. And then you also are giving to charity in your purchase. Can you learn to make, do and mend? Can you patch? Can you darn? My mum's been such an ecologist environmentalist over all her years. She's 94 now. She used to never waste water. She had a bucket in the kitchen. You know, if you've got spare water, put it in the bucket. You can use it then to water the plants instead of running the tap. Can you put some cold water in the fridge in a flask rather than have to run the tap before you actually get the water cold? so many little things i'm just thinking quite randomly can you learn to grow some vegetables yourself and um, so those vegetables don't have any food miles and you've grown them yourself get your fingers dirty get in touch with the soil and those sorts of things are really therapeutic then too actually your own your own growing um, and sharing with others um talking asking each other how are you feeling um, with the ups and downs of these things. Um, Oh, so many things. What else? Um,
1: There's so many things. And, you know, you're just talking about some, and I know your mother was Irish like myself, but actually you're right down memory lane because where we lived when I was a child, we didn't have running water until we moved house. And we actually had to go, I remember walking as a child, to the spring to collect water like is in the third word mm-hmm. and you would pre- make sure that that every drop of that water was precious to you because Absolutely. you just want to go back again for it you know and, and 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 have it and have more water so i think we need to be thinking of that we need to be more active like that i don't know if our listeners still on the phone or not
0: yeah. that because when you do your teeth do you have to have the tap running just wet your toothbrush yeah and yeah it, it, yes. Are you still there, listener? Does that give you some ideas? Things. I
2: think our question Maybe she's gone. I
0: think it doesn't matter. That was a lovely question. Thank you, and I hope that gives you some ideas. And um, there's a really good. If you Google, um, is it sort of? I think it's called Climate Action Network. West Midlands Climate Action Network. There's a really good uh, infographic that just flags up so many different things you can do and um, personal actions. But (laughs) then it's getting involved politically um, at a community level um, to come together because, you know... The, the way ahead is going to be challenging and we need to build community we need to build relationships with our neighbours so we can support each other and we need to do that now because people are already challenged and struggling and you know I've got a neighbour I'm not very good at growing vegetables yet I've got a lot to learn I've never I've always been good at pulling things up but not planting things but you know so she's bringing me around green beans and I'm just teaching me things and I've put down cardboard on a sort of area of the ground to suppress the the, the um, buttercups that are completely taken over that area and then she said to me she's going to order some manure and then we're going to I'm going to put some on top of the cardboard and have this no dig plot and I'm going to grow some of my own stuff Um, I've never done it before but she's inspired me and we need to help each other you know when a friend's washing machine's broken down then you know say come and use my washing machine mine's working at the moment maybe mine will break down next week perhaps I can borrow yours then or you can help me with something else we need relationships um we very much do and then um we need to write to our mps one of the most important things at the moment that's that we need to do and um i know my mp has signed up uh, tahir ali for hall green and i'm on to him all the time about things but we've got this bill that's um sort of going through slowly chugging along with parliament trying to get it's got cross-party support but we need every MP to support it which is the climate and ecological emergency bill and if you you can look it up and the CEE bill now and net uh, sort of coalition that's supporting this check if your MP has signed up to it and if they haven't hold them to task say come on I want you to sign up for this for the sake of humanity, for humankind and for life on earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely.
1: That, that is a, a great way, great way of getting people involved and people doing something. And you mentioned lots of wonderful things there, you know, growing our own fruit and veg, maybe having chickens if you can, have your own hens so you get your own eggs yeah i so said we can be more sustainable we can go back to to these things instead of throwing out things and buying something new i, I, I love the satisfaction of doing something of up, upscaling something and decorating it or keeping it going it's it's a very personal satisfaction to me to to do that uh, i get lots of enjoyment out of it i'm sure others would as well rather than than changing things and do we need to change things so much in our house you know do we need to change and make new every everywhere however it is what can we do to to uh upscale or use other things that we have in the house and uh, redo them again and make that make something useful out of them so absolutely
0: we-, we need to turn around the throwaway culture that we've had where we've just felt that oh if it's broken just chuck it because um there's stacks there's piles of of um of of stuff of every possible sort that are just being thrown away and we can't continue to live like that each of those particularly electronic stuff has been used you know, so much resource gone into the manufacturing of it it's so so wasteful and um, I, I mean I had a big clear out of our tech drawer because We had various different mobile phones that had died or this, that, the other. And I know, I can't remember how you pronounce it, whether it's sex or kex, the the exchange, it's on the high street in Kings Heath. And they, they recycle phones and they'll give you money for your not completely functioning phone anymore. You know, children have died mining cobalt for your mobile phone and um, we need to be able to uh, value the resources that have gone into these things to repurpose them repair them and um, have them come back to life in different form um absolutely and and there are repair workshops that are popping up around the place where people you know are skilled at and it's finding the people in your own community who you know you can take stuff to to repair and then it's turning the values inward to sort of value different things not sort of the external things we need to start to value value the the important things about about care and about love and about how we relate to one another with all this and and it it's that that's very core isn't it very, and, and very cool. poignant
1: and very much what Muslims can identify with indeed. because it's it's really part of our faith to be doing this, to be caring and looking after each other, to be you know sharing wash machines, if you give an example like that, or water you give an example of doing uh, using a minimum minimal amount of water if we look at Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, how he used to would do with a smallest amount of water and nowadays taps are left running you know so yeah we need Mm. to take those examples and and practice them ourselves because it's it's a lot of things have already been mentioned and are in our faith you know so that Mm. so important to be looking at them again I
0: and i think that's right you know the the call to prayer your prayer regularly i mean muslim form prayer is touching the earth isn't it it's like a buddhist form. you touch the earth with prostrations and every time you touch the earth it's bringing to mind the holy earth really um and uh or just like to flag up to people at the moment so this puts it in a personal and then um a national and then a global context um last Sunday, uh, a, a sacred walk, a Camino, a sacred pilgrimage walk set off from London and from Bristol to where are people, people walking from London and Bristol to Glasgow for the Conference of Parties COP26 that our government is hosting in Glasgow in November, which will be gathering all these countries um, to be really making decisions about the crisis of our time, whether they will make the right decisions is, um, whew, we, we hope they'll make some right decisions, but this sacred walk, people are walking one step in front of the other, building momentum towards COP, walking along the way. People are listeners in Milton Keynes. I think they've just, the walkers have just passed through Milton Keynes, the ones from London. They're going to be coming through Birmingham, um the 19th of this month so that's next weekend and um, staying at churches at place other places of worship along the way and we've got an event in birmingham city center on monday the 20th of um this month uh, with sharing stories really around issues experiences about our current situation Um, and building momentum of the people towards supporting the um, politicians to make the right choices and decisions at this big conference that has the potential to make a massive difference for our future. Um, So it's a sacred walk and uh, it's all faith and none coming together step by step. I think it's a very moving, interesting thing to be doing, to be walking this pilgrimage. And, you know, um, uh, uh, some Muslims do the, curb, uh, is it Karbala walk? You know, pilgrimages is very much a part of um, of lots of different religions and um, traditions. There is,
1: uh, yes. We do yeah. our Umrah and, and our Hajj, they're, they're both walking. And actually, although... They have been, there is modes of transport there. When I did mine a few years ago, I did it as a walking one, a walking hash. It was so nice to be able to have that ability. I probably got
0: there quicker than the people in the buses anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I've done that riding my bicycle as a midwife Uh, you know when I've been a community midwife I've ridden my bicycle but a lot of people in Balsall Heath locally here will remember me I'm not working in community in that way quite at the moment now because I'm working with the home birth team across south Birmingham but um I remember being called uh just so sometimes it's gridlock, isn't it? You can't move in a car. But mm. I got a call saying, Joe, are you anywhere
2: near such and such? And I jumped on my bike round the corner and I'm there. So. Wonderful.
1: Wonderful yeah. Indeed. And there, there's more schemes that we can have as well of teaching people how to ride because uh, there's a lot of people that have missed that riding yeah. for a child and, and don't know how to ride and... Um, Maybe never had this opportunity, and don't appreciate the the freedom of riding. Actually, it, it is wonderful feeling the hair going through the air going through you, and you know that freedom that you have to 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 get from A to B probably quicker than that those cars as you said. But also have feeling the air and the breeze going through you, so that when you arrive, you're fresh and you're ready to get on with whatever it is
2: absolutely
0: there's some brilliant things i know the saheli women's group have been real pioneers of that with um young women locally and taking them to learn to ride their bikes in sutton park and parks around and then um, oh it's just missed my mind i can't quite recall it uh, it's an acronym beginning with t oh anyway they're doing loads of um wonderful bike riding teaching uh it is there's opportunities if you missed out learning as a child Uh, you'll get the opportunity to learn then as an adult somebody can run behind you holding onto your saddle as you gradually get get the hang of it which is yeah
1: so we're coming towards the end of the show and I know we've talked a lot about what people can do and what governments can do I suppose if there was on that emergency cart that we talked about in the beginning of the show you know and I know we're trying to prevent things so we need those those equipment and those drugs there to prevent often as well something more dangerous from happening. What would you put on that cart as top mm. three or five things?
0: Mm. Oh, it's hard to choose anything specifically. Um, it, I think, it, it, well, okay, number the top is educating yourself. Do your research. Google the ipcc report united nations about um, the climate situation uh, google the unicef report about the state of the world's children and um, look up extinction rebellion because um, they've got some fantastic resources um, see what comes up and get informed um, uh, I think that is the most important thing of all, to get inf- better informed. And then you can start to to make your own decisions about things with the information. Um, so so I would say that that is absolutely number one. And then join together with others. Find others so you can find and build a sense of, um, find kindred, find community. You feel that you're not alone with the grief of it that comes up and the a sense of, uh, of sadness um, and so that we you can live I, I mean even if we can't save you know like I said at the beginning of the program perhaps this will be our last generation um, even if this is the last generation we need to and the, the onus is on us to live well the life we have um, you know the, with what we have with where we are with who we are now and it's almost soul work i'd say it's sort of deep stuff if we can't save our bodies then we need to save our souls around this to 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 be the best people we can be of our generation here and going forward Uh, so so you know to be a good ancestor for whoever is going to be coming and you know as a midwife i'm you know welcoming new souls coming into the world every day and um yeah it's 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 a mixture of joy and sorrow but it, we've got to just do what we can
1: we've got to do what we can we've got to get one step at a time every step in the right direction is a step in doing something so listeners please take and think of what steps you can do in your family and thank you for tuning in thank you joe for being our wonderful guest we really thank you
0: for us having me
1: give advice listeners do tune in next week to another parenting hour inshallah have a good week